Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and I want to start the show first and foremost by uh, thanking everybody who tuned in last week. Uh, last week's Red Eye Recap, uh, SRL Sports and Recap, was one of the most listened to shows in a very long time. Our listenership on this show, for as small in niche as it is, has been really good and steady. I mean, there's not really an episode that we put out um, that doesn't get a lot of listens. Um, but man, I was blown away to, uh, I've, I've been pretty, it's been consistent. So when I logged in and I don't really track this stuff, it doesn't, you know, I, it doesn't really stroke my ego if I get a million listeners or six, uh, as long as people are listening, I'm happy. As long as I know it's going out and it's working, I'm happy. Um, I love to do this show. I love to talk about racing. Um, but when I log back in, just to just to make sure everything was good and saw that uh, man I saw how many v- or views how many clicks it had this week and um, it, it felt good so I want to thank everybody for tuning in hope you enjoyed last week's show I know there was a lot a lot to talk about um, unfortunately this week is quite the opposite not that much to talk about uh, wasn't even sure if we'd get a show in um, a lot of things going on but uh, I was able to take a few minutes here and uh, try to get something put out for you guys. So this might not be the most uh, exciting show, but I did come up with something. Uh, the, the big problem was, what do we have to talk about? Um, so I did come up with something um, actually about half an hour ago that I thought might be pretty fun to talk about. And of course, we'll do an around the state over to the Showtime Speedway as they got some racing action. And Auburndale scheduled to have their season opener. They put that on hold. Um, so basically it's going to be a two segment show and I'm going to try to keep things, I know I'm rambling, but I'm going to try to keep things, um, concise for you today. So let's go ahead and get right on into it. Um, thing I came up with is power rankings. I I enjoy reading power rankings, whether it be NFL, uh, NASCAR or other things, bands, blah, blah, blah. People like lists, people like countdowns. It's kind of what I have today. Um, So I have two separate power rankings, and one will be before the commercial, and one will be after the commercial with Around the State. I have a World Series power rankings, and of course these will be initial power rankings, and they are subject to change as more entries come in. I'm using the entry list as of January 19th, so again, expect that to change, and and drivers can move up and down if they race. I mean, we got uh, Speedfest coming up, so some drivers might jump on the radar uh, that maybe I don't know as much about. So we'll see how that moves the needle a little bit. We'll see how recency bias moves the needle as we get closer to World Series. And of course, I'll give you my final World Series power rankings after that is done. So we'll kind of play around with that, but I think what's going to be fun all year long is I'm going to do a Florida power ranking, and I'm going to start that today, after we do Around the State over at Showtime, um, I'm going to give you my top 10 drivers from around the state. And this was really hard. And you may not agree with me. I may have missed somebody. I may have left somebody out. But this will get a little bit easier as we go, as more racing happens. It's the start of the season. Not every track has had an actual race yet. So some drivers may be omitted that you think, well, they should definitely be in the top 10, Ryan. They probably will be as we move forward. And I may expand this. This may end up becoming like a top 20, top 15. Um, you know, if you guys enjoy it, I might start posting maybe a weekly column on the Facebook page for uh, engagement on the power rankings after the show comes out. Maybe. It's it's all things. Things are always evolving. I like to come up with fun things to do. So 
let's go ahead and get into the first part of the show here. Um, before we get to the power rankings and, and talk a little bit of World Series, uh, we had the New Smyrna Speedway uh, Champions Banquet on Saturday. Uh, I want to thank Elliott Steakhouse for their hospitality. Um, pretty good food as far as, you know, mass buffet type style food goes. I got to eat quickly. Uh, it was kind of a crazy night as the banquets always are. Um, I kind of get there, get a bunch of things that I have to do and try to do them quickly. And usually by the end of the night, screw it up. So um, I, I don't know why, but my anxiety was like extra pegged and uh, I haven't felt like that in a long time. So if I felt off on Saturday, I apologize, but it was great to see everybody. I think about 90% of our top fives in each class uh, showed up pretty much everybody except the 602s. I think only one of the 602 guys showed up. Um, but it was nice and, and I'm glad Speedway video came out. I'm glad we kind of have that now. Um, that, that's why I did the, the speeches and stuff. Um, Speedway video wanted some content, wanted to give you racers a, a chance to just say anything. Thank sponsors, thank family, get that moment out there. And especially with Speedway video there, uh, you have that moment to look back at. And, and, and you know what? It was a weird season last year, getting cut short, but your accomplishments don't diminish even if the season gets cut, uh, cut short. So everybody that was there earned their spot, and it was glad to see everybody. Glad everybody got their their stuff, and hope you all had a good time. There were so many people there, talked to so many of you, and didn't get to talk to uh, to a few of you. So um, again, I'm always I'm always open to talk to to anybody. Um, I, I often kind of keep to myself. Um, that's just my my nature. Uh, especially walking around the pits. I, I hate coming up and bugging you guys if you're working on your race cars. If you all are just chilling there, and a lot of times I'll wave and keep going, but um, a lot of times if you're working on your race car, unless I need like, hey, like I need a hometown is, or is there anything specific or you've asked me to come by, I usually let you work because you're, you're there to race, you're there to win. And um, again, if you ever see me walking around, normally I'll have the, the baby with me. Um, if you ever want to, talk about anything give you know give me some notes uh give me a spot a new sponsor shout out just let me know um i, I don't want anybody to think I'm, I'm not approachable and and guess what we don't have to agree on everything um if you're like hey i've got a new sponsor um i heard what you said about me on your podcast last week and i'm pissed at you but please talk about my sponsor um I, i'm in work mode so all that stuff uh, doesn't matter so um just putting that out there but yeah the banquet i'm, I'm glad everybody was there hope you all enjoyed it uh, i haven't heard much feedback on it so if you have anything that you want to let me know, um, please let me know. I, I Again, I, I love Doug Elliott's Steakhouse. Um, I, I love the seafood restaurant that he's got too. Um, Doug has always been great to us, and we appreciate him opening up his restaurant. The only thing was it was a, for a banquet-type setup where you're trying to talk to an entire room, it was not it, – it was not – it was kind of weird. I felt like half the night I was talking to a wall, so – um, that was, I mean, that's just me. Uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, um, trying to, and you know, Rusty and Holly, they did some emceeing as well. It wasn't just my thing, but when I was up there introducing the drivers, um, I could barely tell where anybody was unless you're sitting like off in that, that extra room. Uh, if you were on the other side of the partition, I didn't know half the people that were there. So, and a lot of people were back at the bar. It was just, it, it was a different setting uh, it was a good setting. Um, I would. I'm hoping going forward, there's more of an open room, so I can actually feel the audience a little bit better. But that's just me. That, that's and and you know what? If we're back at Elliot's for the foreseeable future, I'll make it work because that's 
what I do, I take challenges and make it work. So World Series, of course, coming up. Looking forward to that. Things looking pretty good. There are a few things that do need to get uploaded uh, to the website. Um, Holly's trying to work on that. It's been kind of hectic ever since we, you know, got the okay to get the track going. There's been a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that don't get talked about. And guess what? They don't, we don't need to tell you, or they don't need to tell you every little thing that's going on behind the scenes. So I'm trying to get some of these things buttoned up and zipped up, but uh, come February 10th, we'll be ready to go. So first part of the show here, like I said, uh, little power rankings here today. And this will be strictly the World Series power rankings using the entry list as of um, January 19th. And yes, you're probably going to say, well, where's this guy? Where's that guy? If they're not on the entry list, they weren't considered. Um, So some big names that are probably going to be there or that I've heard are going to be there aren't on this list yet. But you know what? If they enter, then they may move onto this list. Uh, Drivers on this list may fall off this list before we get there. But as of January 19th, pre-entry list, and we're going to start, and I've done a top 12 here to start. If you guys think I should do 15... If you think I should do more, let me know. If you think I should do 10, let me know. It's just hard. There's there's a lot of good names, and it was hard to even get these drivers into their positions. Um, and basically what I've done is is the way it works is kind of like who's going to be – who do I think is going to be like the standout driver? Who do I think is going to be exciting to watch? This is an objective thing. There's no points. There's no score. I looked at the list. I jotted down a couple names. I came up with 11 and said, I got to have an even number, so we're doing 12. And then I put them in order. So here we go. And if you don't agree with my list, let me know. I, I like that conversation. Kenny's so good about that. He'll, you know, I'll say something like that, and then he'll message me, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, the podcast, dumbass. So um, I'd love to let you guys, I'd love to hear from you guys uh, what you think your power rankings, even if it's your top five or, you know, top two or top one, whatever. I'm excited to know what you guys think as well. And I, I would like some feedback on this. Um, so starting at 12, a uh, driver that stood out at the red eye. And again, a lot of this is going to be recency bias. Uh, there are some drivers on the list that I don't know much about. And that happens every year. And I love that. And they may end up at the top of the list before all is said and done. But at the bottom of the list in 12th, Jimmy Renfro Jr. in the Pro Late Models um, out of New Hampshire, came down for the red eye. You know, when he entered red eye and World Series at the same time, sometimes I wonder, did they not realize that the red eye wasn't World Series? Did they accidentally? But no, he came down and put up a great performance, uh, battled Katie Hettinger um, right to the line to get the final spot on the podium. And with that pretty good field of prolates, I mean, that that red eye field, you know, there, there might be 20 plus a night in the prolates during World Series, but that was a World Series quality prolate field. So I think Jimmy, especially as the week goes on, I think he'll get stronger. I think he'll get better. Uh, so maybe a little bit of a dark horse to start off, but I think you better keep your eye on Jimmy Renfro Jr.'s double zero prolate. Moving to 11th, uh, our first Tormod driver on the list, going with Anthony Nocella here. Uh, this is this was tough. The, the Tormods right now, it's a big entry list. But there's, I only see like three or four guys right now that I think will contend for the championship, and three of them are on this list. Uh, so starting with Anthony Nocella here, um, in my opinion, has one of the most exciting Speed Weeks wins ever when he and Matt Hirschman were basically a dead heat 
uh, to the start finish line. And, and I think that Nosella got the nod on that race because of his red, um, his red bumper bar. I, I, I don't know. I, I, Ralph was at the flag stand. He looked down and said, 92 first, no doubt about it. So we go with that. Um, but yeah, man, Nosella uh, doesn't race every year. When he's here, he's strong. Is he championship? Is he a championship contender this year? I mean, we have to see how it all shakes out. I mean, last year it took only one race to derail Matt Hirschman. So um, everything goes right for Nocella. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's uh, definitely top three worthy for the tour mods. And I think he at least picks up a win. Moving up to the 10th position, another tour mod driver. This time I have Ron Silk. Um, he was a winner last year believe he won the was it the second night he won i think craig lutz won and then ron silk won the second or third night and um, don't hold me to that i don't have that uh stat up on my computer here but uh, ron silk is just a guy if he shows up on your world series entry list whether he gets a win or not i mean it's only five races so not everybody's gonna get a win but ron i mean i'm gonna use this pun he's smooth as sick is smooth as silk um He's always a guy, smooth as sick, my goodness. Uh, he's always a guy that you can expect to be around. So I have him 10th on the list. Um, definite possibility he moves up into the top five before World Series or after World Series is done. Definite possibility he's not even a thought here on this list. So we'll see how that goes. Moving up into the ninth position now on the power rankings for the World Series uh, preliminary, uh, Hunter Wright. Prolate model. Last year, man, he was snake bit. He got into it, a little battle there with Giovanni Ruggiero in the 81. Um, those two kind of had a, a little mini war, and it, it derailed Hunter Wright's series, really. I mean, he stuck around, raced as much as he could, but um, after being so competitive the last couple of years, uh, I thought last year was going to be his breakout season, and I'm not counting him out this year. Uh, people get snake bit. People have things go wrong. All it takes is, you know, somebody after you or a tire going down and your series is in the gutter. So I think Hunter Wright is definitely a bounce back candidate here in the 29 pro late model. I think he gets a win. Um, going to be tough to beat some of these other guys that we're going to talk about on this list, but, uh, Hunter Wright, I put him in ninth right now in eighth, our first Florida mod driver on the list just registered today. So, uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, he will be added to the world series list. Um, of course it's Jerry Simons, um, man, I was like, man, I'm really going to be struggling for Florida mods here for this power ranking. But I see, saw him. He is always around. He's always a contender. It doesn't matter if it's weekly news from Runner Racing or World Series. Jerry Simons is usually a top five car. So we'll see how things play out. I, I think the Florida Modifieds are going to be kind of take what you can get this year. And I expect Jerry Simons to be our champion. I really do. I, I have that feeling. But we'll have to see. You know, I, I think he gets a couple of wins. I think he's going to be the guy for the championship because the other guy on this list who's above him, I don't know that he's running all the races, but we'll get there in a moment. Moving up to seventh, our first super late model, um, Gabe Somers out of Wisconsin. Uh, he impressed me over at the 417 Southern Speedway, a track that uh, he's raced at believe just once before um it, this guy did so well last year and and he's a midwest driver so we don't always have eyeballs on him so he might be a little under the radar for you but he got off to a hot start i think he was top three in world series points 
going into the last couple of nights, blew a motor, and that took him out. Um, do I think he's going to win the championship? I I don't. I, I really don't think he's going to win the championship. Could he, if he hits the in, invert right or gets a good starting spot or some stuff happens, so I think he can get a win. He's absolutely capable of getting a win. I think, just like Hunter Wright, this is another dark horse candidate, perhaps. Um, but I expect Gabe Somers to be pretty good. And you know what? If the cards go his way, I see him top three in points. That's why he's one of my top super late models. Um, I could completely swing and miss here, so we'll see. But I like Gabe Somers, so he's right smack dab in the middle of the power rankings to start. In sixth, our last Florida modified, Cody Stickler. Um, I just don't know what their exact plans are. They registered, but they did this last year. They registered, ran like two or three races, and they took their trophy and went home. I, I, I think that's probably their mindset. Like, hey, we're going to focus on that 75 lapper. Um, you know, we want that, that the glory race. The thing is, if you, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, Cody Stickler won my driver, my Florida driver of the year on the award show. And I, I can't not have him on this list. If he is there, he's going to be in the mix for the victory. So Cody Stickler... I feel like I could have, if I knew he was going to run the whole series, I feel like he'd be one or two. But I have him at six, and we'll see how he moves up or down throughout the week. Um, moving into the top five, our one and only 602 modified on the list. And yes, um, I should have prefaced this at the beginning. Uh, these rankings are for the five points counting divisions. So your supers, your pros for your late models, uh, your Florida mods, your tour mods, and the 602 mods. They are running a Grand Slam series, and they will have a series champion. So I've got Karsten Dijon Tommaso. I think he's won four out of six uh, since this division started two years ago. Um, his brother Jarrett, he was, you know, if I had done 15, he'd probably be on this list as well. Uh, the Dijon Tommasos, I think, are going to be the cars to beat. I think Ryan Fisher, Ricky Collins, those guys will be good. I think Blewett's boy is going to be pretty good. Um... Hell, Rob Schultz, he'll probably be pretty good. This this is tough, and, and again, there may be some other names added to this as we get closer, but right now I got Carson Dijon Tommaso. I, I look for him to be the champion. I look for him to win at least two races. He's won two the last two years. Um, I say he gets two, and we'll see if that comes true. Moving up to fourth, uh, this driver, man, heartbreaker the last two years in the prolates. Um, I have Connor Jones fourth. Um, he's, he's entered in super and pro. I I've listed him as super late model on the power rankings. Cause I think after two years of pro late model focus, I think, I think he's going to be looking for that super late model championship this year. And he probably has a good shot at it. Um, only around 12 or so supers entered and I'm not worried about that. Um, I, I think whatever Connor does, if he focuses on both, I, I think he's got a real shot at top five and points in both. Um, if he focuses, if he does run full pro late, I expect him to be a championship contender yet again. If he runs a handful of pros and concentrates just on supers, then yeah, I look for him to be a contender in the super late. So it, it's some of these guys, you know, again, you have to, you have to enter the world series to race even, and you can just show up, uh, but you still got to pay the entry fee. So if these guys are planning to run at all, they're trying to pay that lower entry fee. So just cause they're entered doesn't mean it's full time. Doesn't mean... You know, they could just be entering for one race in one class. So, again, we got to wait and see on some of these guys. But I got Connor Jones in fourth after two straight seasons 
of being in championship contention and having ultimate heartbreak on the final night, I can't, I can't put him any lower. If he had won one of those championships, maybe he's in the top two, but he's not right now. And we'll see if he can get himself there by the end. And moving into the top three, in third, our top super late model in the power rankings right now, Derek Griffith, uh, former World Series champion in uh, championship contention until the very end, got some damage. And I think the penultimate event of the series and was kind of an also ran in the orange blossom. Wasn't able to back up his title from a year ago, but Derek Griffith always up near the front. I mean, amazingly talented kid ran some Xfinity races for hunt racing last season. Um, glad to have him back driver out of New Hampshire. Uh, he wins all over New England. He comes down here and wins and he drives, you know, mid pack equipment and does a good job with it. So hard to not have Derek Griffith, in your top three. I think he's the perennial super late model championship favorite, perhaps. But we'll see. He may have to deal with this guy, who I have number two on the list. Uh, but I have him listed as a pro late model based on what I've seen out of him. Um, and if you're, think, if you're trying to guess along with me, it is Michael Hind. Um, he is going to run pros and supers. Going to try to focus on, on winning both. Um, but I've got him listed as the top pro late model number two on the overall power rankings. I mean, dominant red eye victory, right? The super late, you know, didn't go so well. Uh, I, I just think Michael Hind is the pro late model championship favorite. If the super late stays together, he'll be, he'll be easily top 10 in points, if not top five. Um, so Michael Hind definitely is one of those guys that we have to have near the top of our list if we're talking World Series. And he just shot up the he, he just shot up the racing world. Kind of mod mini kid with a mullet to dang, he's got some talent because he can wheel a, a late model around here too. And not just at New Smyrna, but any track that we've seen him. I mean he won over at Cordial last year during Speed Fest, I believe. Um talented kid. So I gotta have him near the top of your list. But number one, it's showtime. Of course, Jimmy blew it in the tour mod uh, I think he's going to win races this year. Last year, didn't get a win, but he was like second and third every single night. Uh, Matt Hirschman, of course, came on late, and we haven't talked about Matt Hirschman. He's not entered yet. I hear he's coming, but he's not entered yet. So there's a good possibility that we talk Matt Hirschman as far as the power rankings go before we even get to World Series, but we'll see. Right now, I got Jimmy Blewett. I think he's the most exciting star in the Tour Mod division. Uh, and again, this is an, a, an objective thing. You look at last year, you look at what Tommy Baldwin Racing has done on the wheel and tour mod circuit with a handful of drivers. So you know, you know they're going to be good. You know Jimmy Blewett will contend. Um, even when Blewett was driving for Gershow, uh, he, he did fine. So Jimmy Blewett, I've got him number one in the power rankings. I think uh, the tour mods are number one in a lot of people's hearts come February. Um Good chance that Jimmy Blewett backs up his Tormod championship from last year. Good chance that Michael Hind backs up his um, Pro Late Model championship from last year. Everything else, we're going to have to wait and see. I know there's more drivers coming. Um, I'm expecting some Wilson Motorsports cars. They didn't. They never registered for Red Eye. We found out they were coming kind of last minute. Um, there's going to be different names on this list. And again, if you think I should expand it, if you think I should do something different, if you think I should think a little outside the box, I'd love to know what you think. And I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this part of the show. It's something a little bit different. I've never done anything like this, but I think it'll be fun to to kind of um, 
play around with it and see where things end up compared to wh where we started. Um, maybe uh, we get Margo in on it, get some other fans. If you guys want to give your opinions, I can share some of that as we go forward. Uh, that stuff is always fun to me. So um, that's what I have for the first part of the show. Um, one last thing to kind of get out there as far as World Series goes. Um, the Tour Mods, 602 Mods, Florida Mods, Pro and Super Late Models, they all have entry fees. The 602 Mods have to, have to go through the 602 Tour Modified Club. Your dues go there, not to the track. Uh, everything else goes through the track. Every other division, all the support divisions, your bombers, super stocks, your trucks, your sportsmen, uh, there is no entry fee. You just pay your pit pass and, you know, whatever you want to buy with, with tires and fuel and stuff. Um, I, I highly recommend if you're planning to come to the World Series for even just one race and, and you're in one of those classes that has to pay the World Series entry fee, do it before the end of the month because that fee goes up. Now, things come together late. And if you're planning to run the whole series, you'll get your bonus points. You're not going to not win a championship because you had a deal come together a week before speed weeks. I think that's unfair. Um, however, there is an incentive to get your entries in early so that we can hype you up and put you on the power rankings, put your welcome posts out on the social media, and people can talk about you, write news articles. I see news articles going, going up about people all the time as far as the World Series goes. So again, if you're planning... If you're a late model, if you're modified, you're planning to run a race, get your entries in, even if it's just one race. Um, you're going to save money if you do it before the end of the month. If you just show up, well, then you pay the, you know, you, you pay the convenience fee. But uh, we're not going to do what some tracks do. And if you don't register before, you can't race. That's, to me, that's asinine. If you want to race, show up and race. Let's go. So that's what I have as far as that goes. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And I have that all recorded, but I wanted to give a shout out here and a welcome back to Andy Morrison and Never Give Up. They have come back on as a sponsor for the foreseeable future. And he wanted me to let you know that he has the Never Give Up light up frames available. He gave one of these away during the banquet. Very cool. Um, I see these Never Give Up stickers everywhere. And, you know, if you buy one of these, you're supporting Andy. In, in his graciousness, he tells me he's got some big plans for uh, for this year as a way to give back. So if you want to never give up um, racing light-up frame, you can give Andy a call at 407-675-1769, and you can pick one up for 35 bucks. He's got hats, he's got t-shirts, he's got stickers, and he loves to get those stickers on the bomber car. So get with Andy, never give up. We thank him for his support of our show. And uh, again, if you want to support a great guy, uh, make sure you hit Andy up again. You can call him 407-675-1769 and get your never give up racing light up frames and more. So we will take a quick break. On the other side, we have around the state real quick. We'll go to Showtime because they were the lucky ones to get some racing in. And then we'll have our Florida power rankings at the very end of the show. So stay tuned. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take a quick moment here and tell you about some of our great sponsors here on the Race with Ryan podcast as we start our journey into this 2023 racing season. Of course, we have to thank the OG sponsor of the show. Of course, that is American Auto, Mr. EJ Wilcoxon. Um, you know, he kind of got the, the ball rolling on all this stuff, so we can't thank them enough. Appreciate EJ calling last week uh, just to check in on everyone because things were so crazy we didn't get to talk. So, I uh, appreciate American Auto for being one of the major sponsors of the show. Of course, they are located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. 
American Auto Tires and Service, they will take care of whatever you need. Give them a call at 386-428-1941 for fast, dependable service you can always count on, American Auto. We welcome in a brand new sponsor for this season. You know, once you get your service done at American Auto, if you have any uh, scuff marks or you need a new paint job or need to get those dents out of the body, make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body. They have come on board to sponsor the show here, and uh, they are located at 400 Chairman Court Suite 200 in DeBerry, Florida, 32713. Uh, you can give them a call, 386-320-0267. Um, they'll give you a quote, make an appointment, whatever you need. So, hey, if you got that old car and needs a refreshing paint job, make you feel a little bit better about your wheels, make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body. They will take care of you there. We also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication, of course, our good buddy Ron D'Alessandro. Um, you know, he's one of the, the people that always share the show and is always listening. So we appreciate that. We appreciate his support. So make sure you support him as well. Uh, if you need any welding work done, 124 Welding and Fab, they've got you covered. And of course, uh, Ron's going around all kinds of different car shows and, and different fairs, and he's got all kinds of great things for sale, uh, metalworking. Uh, and I know he does custom pieces. You got to check out that Etsy store, 124 Welding and Fab on Etsy. Uh, I know Christmas has passed, but there's always somebody that you know, birthday or special occasion, in need of some great uh, custom work. So um, if you need anything done, make sure you check out 124 Welding and Fab. Get with Ron and get your get your stuff made. Um, and of course, we thank our, our good buddies at uh, Schultz Fuel Sales slash Schultz Engineered Products. Uh, they've come on board to support the show, and they've gotten so involved in the racing world, especially down here. Um, you know, more of a, a northern thing to start, but they've really come down here, started to get that uh, 602 modified presence going here in Florida. Um, but all around great supporters of the show here and motorsports in general. Um, they have been hiring people. They have been filling up those empty spots. Um, they have some great people on board now. But again, if you need a good place to work, from what I hear, they still need some help. Um, make sure you get your Schultz fuel cell. Make sure you have the best in the business. I mean, we saw a crazy late model wreck this week, and a car went over another car. Man, um, you know, if that car had gone the wrong way and grinded against the wall, you know, it doesn't take much to, to rupture a fuel cell. Um, however, that would not happen with Schultz fuel cells. So make sure you get your Schultz fuel cells in there, Schultz engineered products. Make sure you're using the best for top safety in your race cars. We thank them for coming on board. I want to give a shout out to a good friend of ours, Ken Copley. Uh, the E-Mods were back in action finally. Um, you know, we, we missed Ken this week. We thought he was going to be there. He was not. Um, but I want to give a shout out to uh, his sponsors, Smith Construction and Wayne King Racing and Ken Copley. Um, the E-Mods e did not get to race as much as, as they had hoped last year and Ken put up some good money to sponsor the program. So I want to give him some more shout out and um, we'll get them on board for the regular season as well. We also think the Florida Southern Ground Pounders, a big sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. They'll be in action next uh, during the Richie Evans Memorial uh, night number eight of the World Series coming up here in about a month or so. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing the Ground Pounders back on track. Big thank you to Bromley Motorsports and a big congratulations to Bromley Motorsports. Uh, big support of the show. Uh, Daniel Bromley and Tony Bromley won two in the Bomber B feature here this week. 
Uh, Bromley Motorsports, man, they have come on strong over the past couple of seasons. And, uh, you know, if you're looking to team up with a good team, check out Bromley Motorsports. We can't thank them enough. And congratulations to Daniel getting that first career Bomber B victory ahead of his brother, Tony. So it looks like the Bromleys are going to be uh, tough to beat in the Bomber Bs. Shout out and thank you to Doug Samian, driver of the 04 second place in the Superstocks this weekend. Shout out to his company, Do All Lawn and Tree, for sponsoring the show here this week as well. Um, and of course, we thank Jeff White Racing, man. Tough, tough night for, for young Jeffrey. Uh, we talked about it in depth here in the show. But again, I can't thank them enough for their support of the program and what we do for Central Florida Racing, Jeff White Racing. They will bounce back and, uh, hey, sometimes things happen. But we appreciate them. And, um, again, we appreciate the LeBeau family. Got to give them a big shout-out. Um, they watched Peyton while I did the Little 500 a couple weeks ago um, while, uh, while Mom was at work. And I was at the quarter midget track announcing um, I couldn't have couldn't have done it w- without them. So, again, uh, so many different people support uh, this show and us in general in many, many different ways. So I can't thank you all so much. Um, if you listen to the show, even if you just click on it and listen for a little bit or fast forward certain parts, your support uh, keeps it going. It makes us want to, uh, you know, once we get the baby down to bed, it makes us want to get on here and do this. So we can't thank you guys enough. Um, you know, we started this thing back in 2020. Um, it faded with the pandemic. We brought it back um, and it came back strong last year and uh, it's been going ever since. And that is because the the numbers continue to be very very stable. You guys uh, blow me away with it, with how many people listen to this, and um, I, I hear from different people that I wouldn't expect to listen to a show like this, um, and that means the world to us. Um, you know, it's not all just about uh, financial sponsors. It's all about support. Um, as long as you guys are enjoying this, we will continue to do it. Um, sponsorship opportunities are available: five dollars an episode, or whatever you want to do. Um, it's completely flexible. We won't turn anyone down. You want to do one episode or a million, we will work out a deal for you. If you'd like to be on the show, um, there's so many people that I'd love to talk to. Um, only so much time to get these done. But if you'd like to be on the show, please hit me up and we will schedule you. All right. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to the listeners. Now let's get back to the show. Enjoy. All right, so I was hoping that we were going to have some Auburndale to talk about. I know Speedway Video was looking forward to going out there and recording the races for their season opener. That got um, frozen out, really. Um, It was cold. They made a business decision, and I don't see, you know, I I can see where some people are going to gripe about that, but it is what it is. That means Showtime was on an island, and they were the only ones, as far as what we cover here on this show, that got to race. There's always more, and I know there's always things that I – I don't talk about, and if you'd like me to talk about it, get with me. Let's make a deal. But anywho, uh, let's pop on over to Showtime real quick. All right, so they had a two-night show. On Friday, they ran some stuff, and on Saturday, they ran some stuff. So let me start with the Ford Oval Division. That's your Crown Vicks, your Ford Outlaws. A nice field of cars. They had four DQs. one, two, three, four, five DNFs. So 20, 27 cars. I hate it that the, the DQs, and I can't do math very well. Uh, 27 cars show up for this. So a great field as usual with the Ford Outlaws or the Ford's 
Ford division. And it was a great race. I watched the highlights back from Racing America. Again, Speedway Video is going to try to go over here when Armandale canceled and Racing America had the streaming rights, so he was not able to do that. So he came to the banquet. So he got something up on the channel for y'all. Um, but Dodge Carlbert and Dalton DeGraff had a great battle here. Um, Dodge started 26th and came all the way up through the field. That is a plus 25 if you aren't good at math like me. Um, Dalton DeGraff started 24th, finished second. Shane Grigsby started 23rd and finished third. And I believe they qualified and then did a full field invert. So that, I mean, hell of a race. And to get your fast cars to all rise to the top like that, man, it was fun to watch those highlights. Uh, Matt Nyer, the announcer over there, was losing his voice, so you knew he was excited. Um, Dodge Carlbert with a heck of a drive. And remember that name because we'll be talking about him after around the state as far as our power rankings go. Uh, yes, qualifying, looking at that, Chris Rummel was actually the fast qualifier. And he had some trouble. So Chris Rummel actually ended up, he was one of the DNFs. He finished 21st. So tough break there for Chris Rummel. And that's actually, I'll tell you now, spoiler alert, going to take him out of the top 10 in the Florida Power Rankings. Um, super mini late models. They did qualifying. Garrett Larson was the fast qualifier over Dodge Carlbert. And he was driving the two, the pink and black number two that was at New Smyrna a couple of weeks ago. Um... They also ran a feature for their A-Mods, which was won by Doug Miller. Bubba Van Devender was second. Third was Tom Razor, Carl Jones, fourth, and Ronnie Abney running out the top five. 14 cars total, so that's a good field for your A-Mod slash E-Mod group. Uh, they qualified those cars as well. Bubba Van Devender was the fast qualifier, but could not get the win. So that's a quick look at night number one of what they called Winterfest over at Showtime. So we will check out night number two, which, of course, featured the super late models. Uh, 15 cars in attendance, 14 started the main event. Um, I don't know if super late models are scared of the cold or if super late models are just a tough draw or if they're all boycotting shows. I don't know. Um, would have thought with Auburndale running super lates too but shutting down that there would have been at least 20, and I do know some of the Auburndale cars came over after not being able to race at Auburndale, so not sure. I'm just not sure. I, I was talking to somebody about this, and, and I'm not knocking. I'm not bashing. I'm just commenting that super late models are a tough draw. I was pleasantly surprised by the red-eye field to get 15 for a 50-lapper that doesn't pay much in comparison to a 10,000-to-win race at a bull ring, they got the same amount of cars. Apples to oranges, yes, but I think you all can see my point. But it seemed like a good show. It was standard, super late race, pretty tame. The wildest moment was when the 37 of Michael Goddard, uh, who looked to be the only driver that could challenge eventual winner Michael Atwell for the win, went for a spin, car overheated, and he actually finished in 13th. So... Michael Goddard, I think, would have been a podium finish for sure if he had been able to finish, but that was not the case. Um, again, that was the wildest since in the day when Goddard went around. So not a lot of torn-up stuff, which is good. You hate to see torn-up, especially super lates, um, as it's not easy to get those things back on track. So um, when the dust settled after 125 laps, uh, Michael Atwell was the winner over Steve Doerr in the one. Dustin Dunn finished in third. Brighton Horner fourth. Rob Partello, 5th, Jordan Richardson, 6th, Brandon Anderson, 7th, TJ DeCare, who would have been at Auburndale, came over, finished in 8th, 
Brad Bowman ninth, Colin Allman rounding out your top 10. After that, we had Kip McVeigh, Aaron Anderson, Michael Goddard, Bray Holmes, who came from Armourdale, and Billy Mowry out of Palm Harbor did not start in the 55. So Michael Atwell, a perfect night looking at the qualifying results here. Um, he was fast qualifier and winner. It was Michael Atwell, Michael Goddard, Colin Allman, Brighton Horner, Dustin Dunn, the top five there in qualifying, if you care about that. Um, they did bump qualifying. Um, I mean, by the sounds of that, I, I think I get what that was. Like, the, these cars, they weren't able to try to qualify for the top spot or whatever. I'm not exactly sure, but they had that. The super late model, or the super mini late model feature, uh, that went to Dodge Carlbert in the two car. That's Sean Cater's number two. Uh, second over at New Smyrna with Michael Hine behind the wheel and now a win for Dodge Carlbert. Pretty wild race. I recommend, again, um, you can watch the highlights from Racing America so you can get a, a good idea of what went down in just a couple of minutes of time. Um, or you can listen to the Hot Mike show. Matt will be on next week to talk about this as he was not able to make it. Had some work stuff come up, um, but he'll talk about that and give us any of the ins and outs that we're going to miss on this portion of it. Highlights available, too, from Racing America. Um, Dodge Carlbert gets the win. Ronnie Larson, second. Garrett Larson, third. Ronnie and Garrett Larson, those are like Showtime's Mod Mini Ringers. Um, Jay Zolziak in fourth. Dylan Reynolds, fifth. Fallon Goolsby, Brandon Davis, Randy Foote, Jeff Firestein, Tyler Davis rounding out the top ten. Um, pretty good field, though. Let's see, 17 cars. Cody Bennett or Cody Benoit was DQ'd. Three cars didn't finish the race. That's a stout field of super mini late models, many of which did not come to the new Smyrna Speedway. I'm telling you, if we could get all of these cars in the same place like they had for the Sermons race those couple of years, I mean, there, there's enough mod minis out there to make this division. I mean, for January... Big field at New Smyrna, big field at Showtime. It's it's good. It's encouraging. Now let's get them all together and put these uh, get, give these shows give the give these fans a show. As I am losing my mind here looking at this, and they also ran a powder puff race. Uh, Karen Vozniak, the winner there out of four cars. So that's what went down briefly. It's my brief analysis of what I saw over at Showtime. Again, I watched a few of the highlight videos to kind of get a sense, but um, the winners. Do not surprise me in the least. And speaking of the winners, let's move to a segment that's going to become a regular part of this show. Um, we're going to do a weekly, you know, relatively weekly power ranking for Florida drivers. So we covered the World Series drivers at the top of the show, and there's uh, probably be some crossover. And this was hard because not a lot of tra- not all the tracks have even run yet, and we're sticking to the asphalt tracks that we cover on a normal basis. So keep that in mind. Uh, Citrus, they've only run a night of destruction. So not a lot of representation there yet. And, and again, this was tough because really there's a small sample size to pull from. This is going to change. This is going to evolve. It's objective. So these are my objective thoughts. Um, and this is, this is going to move around a lot. And some drivers aren't going to race as much. Some drivers are going to race more than others and probably have more opportunity to end up on this list. So if you like hearing your name on list, race a lot. Um, <laughs> or at least race in the areas we we cover here. And uh, we'll try to keep up with this the best we can. And for now, it's at 10. And this will probably expand as the season goes. I think there's going to, there's, there's way more than 10 standout drivers in the state. But 
let's let's start modestly and let it evolve. And again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on these. And this, man, this was hard. Um, and, and some of these drivers are, are going to fall off. Some of these drivers may move up. Some of these drivers are going to think, what the hell is he thinking? And uh, if that's the case, let me know. Correct me, please. Most of you are good at that anyway. Um, so right now, the Florida Power Rankings in 10th. We're going to go from 10th to 1st. I got Paul Kochi. I, I could not do this list and not have Paul Kochi up there. So, you know, a super stock, 25 lapper, only one race. He's undefeated. I think Paul Kochi has a good shot to be in championship contention. If he can, you know, keep his cool and, you know, keep his car together, I, I have a real good, I, I just believe in my head, it's going to be Paul Kochi, Justin Spears, and Bobby Holly racing for the championship at New Smyrna, racing for many wins. Um, Paul, enjoy this now. Bobby's not on the list. Justin hasn't raced, so he's obviously not on the list. That's likely going to change as things go forward. So, Paul, if you listen to this, um, you gotta you gotta keep it up to stay on this list. And even as it evolves, it, it's gonna get tougher and tougher as the season goes to stay up in the top ten. Um, moving up into ninth, um, I wanted to put TJ to care higher than this based on last year's results and how he's come out of the Legends car ranks, took that by storm, then hopped into a pro late. Well, we'll, we'll call him. For simplicity's sake, if it's a late model, we're just going to call it a late model. Um, just like if it's a super stock, pure stock, same sort of deal. Um, so I've got TJ care in ninth. I feel like this kid has top five talent, and I feel like he is going to move up these ranks and be locked into the top 10 much of the season as long as he continues to race. Obviously, if you stop racing, you're going to fall off the list. His results to start this year have been underwhelming. Um, problems on the pace laps at New Smyrna did not get to show what he had. And he did make the trip over, you know, Auburndale canceled, so he took the trip over to Showtime. Finished eighth, so, I mean, it's respectable right there in the middle of the field. This team probably did not have a lot of time to focus on a Showtime setup. Probably were chasing it all day. Um, started third, finished eighth, so fell back through the field a little bit. I have high expectations, but right now got to keep him in the ninth spot. This is a driver that I think a lot of Florida are going to have their eyes on. Uh, moving up to eighth. Right now I've got Brad May out of New Smyrna in the late models. Both He runs both pros and supers. I really expected Brad to have a good night at Red Eye. He did not. It was kind of a slow start. Brad May will be a staple on this list given his track record at New Smyrna. He runs pros and supers. Now, he's only going to get 12 races total with those types of cars, but he's going to win quite a few. He's going to run speed weeks. He's not entered yet, so he was not a discussion earlier. But Brad May right now, maybe a surprising eighth. Is this as low as he goes? Will he pick it up? We will have to wait and see. In the seventh position, this might be a surprise because the results don't speak for wh what this driver can do. Um, after discussing it on the hot lap, or on the Hot Mike show last night with uh, Stephen Austin, Michael Goddard popped onto my radar. Again, one of the top qualifiers over at Showtime, maybe the only driver that could keep up with the 51 of Michael Atwell. Or, I'm sorry, the 55 now of Michael Atwell. And didn't get the results to show for it. And again, you're saying, well, you, you knocked TJ to care down the list because he hasn't had the results yet. Um, TJs are due to, like, actual, like, finishes, Michael Goddard's car didn't finish, but it ran very competitively. 
Uh, Michael Goddard, I think he's a guy we got to keep our eye on. I'm not sure exactly what his Florida racing plans are this year. Um, 417, obviously in limbo. Don't know if he can run Auburndale this year. Would love to see him back at New Smyrna, but I think the bull rings are more his thing, so we'll see. But I've got Michael Goddard in seventh right now. In sixth, based on his qualifying performance and runner-up finish over at the Freedom Factory in the ultra-competitive SRL Sportsman race, I have Steve Gill sixth. Um, I mean, he gets bonus points for having a beautiful race car. That's one of my favorite sportsmen out there uh, as far as looks go, but again... That's not what this list is all about. Um, but Steve impressed me. And with that, you know, strength of field is going to come into play. Like Brad May is going to get a lot of wins at New Smyrna, but how strong are those fields going to be? You know, someone might say, well, Brad May won 10 races this year and you have him 15th on your list if it goes that far. Well, what's the strength of field? It was a hell of a sportsman field. So any sportsmen on this list are up near the top. In fifth... We talked about him earlier winning the Crown Vic race, winning the Mod Mini race. Got to give Dodge, uh, Dodge Carlbert the nod here. That kid is a hot shoe. Um, can win in just about anything. I know he runs Sportsman. He runs the Crown Vicks. He runs the Mod Minis. And uh, got two wins last weekend. So I put him in the fifth position. I, I wish he would have been able to run New Smyrna, but I believe he was at Freedom Factory for the Sportsman deal. So... Um, Dodge Carlbert, wherever he shows up and whatever he shows up with, keep your eye on him. He sits fifth on our list. Fourth on our list, the 69, Michael Hind, for his prolate model performance and mod mini performance back at Red Eye a couple of weeks ago. A dominating win there. And second runner-up in the mod mini 50. And then got to give him bonus points for being the first driver to have a car launch over the top of their late model this year. Uh, hopefully the first and only but we have Michael Hines sitting at fourth. So um, I've got him number two on the World Series power rankings and number four on the Florida power rankings. Ooh, man, I think that says a lot about our Florida drivers. So let's move into our top three here. Daniel Webster in his sportsman sits at three. Great victory. Uh, I think um, definitely a fan favorite type victory over there at Freedom Factory. And again, strength of field comes into play with, you know, you can you can debate Dodge Carlbert could be third. Michael Hine could be first. Hell, you, you can debate that all day long, and, and that is completely fair. Uh, but the strength of field with the sportsman event really puts Daniel Webster, kind of vaults him towards the top. So um, I hope he can, t- I hope he races a lot this year because I, I, I think he really does have the talent and he's got a good car. And I think he could win the, um, the SRL Sportsman Series Championship, but we'll see how that goes. In the second spot, small sample size for this driver, definite recency bias, um, and you have to go back a little bit to last year. I'm trying to keep this to this year, but you can't ignore what Sean Bass did in the 112 last year. Yeah, we talked about it a whole lot. Yeah, I gave my thoughts and opinions, but I also, if I'm going to be doing a power ranking, I can't I can't omit somebody off the list just because we don't agree on something or you know, the car owner and I don't agree on something. So I got to put Sean Bass. Sean Bass would... If Sean Bass was still driving Sportsman, he'd still be on this list. If Sean Bass driving late models, probably be on this list regardless. Um, you know, the 112 car, I wanted to see it get challenged. And we got to see that. Um, and not not personal. That's not personal. I wanted to see a good race because I'm a race fan. So I wanted to see a nice competitive race. And he, he did get challenged. But nobody had anything for Bass in the 112 during that Mod Mini 50. So I, I have to put them second on the list. 
Sean Bass, um, I, I believe the championship favorite for the six-pack series if they choose to run them all. I wish they would have went to Showtime. I'd love to see what that car can do. I know it's set up for the big tracks. I respect that. Um, that's great. But hopefully they run a little bit more because, um, again, strength of field could come into play. But right now, Sean Bass, number two, just for recent dominance. And speaking of recent dominance, the number one driver in the Florida Power Rankings right now is, have you guessed it? It's Michael Atwell, winner at Showtime. Big $10,000 to win race. Going back to last year, because again, small sample size so far, so got to look a little bit in the rear view, but he won the Bigley Memorial $30,000 to win race. So he's won in the past month or so, you know, month and a half, six weeks, whatever. Um, what's that, $40,000? I mean, that's pretty good chunk of change because we always talk about how we don't really race for money. You know, it's not all we race for. It definitely helps, and 40K will definitely help. So um, Michael Atwell, dominant performance right now at two different tracks in the last couple of months. Got to put him at the top of the list. Will he stay there? Time will tell. Again, this is going to change, but that is where it is at right now. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear, uh, even if you just want to say, hey, Ryan, my number one Florida driver right now is so-and-so, or hey, Ryan, you're absolutely crazy. Michael Goddard shouldn't be on your list. He sucked the other night. Or uh, Paul Kochi, who the hell is that? Or you want to put Jimmy Blewett number one on your World Series list, and you're not going to put Michael Hine number one or Derek Griffith, who have proved themselves so much better than blah, blah, blah. I'd love to hear all that stuff. I'd love to debate. I, I, I'm putting myself out there with these lists. Um, so I'd love to hear some feedback, some chatter. We'll see how this evolves. Um, so you'll want to stay tuned each week because I will... I will have updates on these. Will they change a lot? Will they change a little? You'll have to listen to find out. So anyways, try to make this a quick show this week as there wasn't a whole lot going on, but I think we gave you some things to think about here as uh, have a lot of racing coming up here this weekend. The podcast will be at the Citrus County Speedway for the Wilson Memorial Pure Stock Extravaganza. Love the format. They're going to have a bunch of cars. They're going to qualify via heat races and last chance qualifiers. Um, man, I, I'm excited for that because a lot of times in Florida, we qualify, we let everybody race, and that's it. Um, but we're going to make them race in. I'm very excited for that. Auburndale has their season opener with the Southern Sprint Car Shootout Series. Speedway video will be on hand there. So with the podcast experience uh, being there live at, at Citrus and – excuse me um, – Tom getting the videos up on Speedway Video. We will have plenty of actual racing and insight for you on next week's show. Plus, we'll update the uh, World Series and Power Rank and, and Florida Power Rankings. And now again, we're not going to spend as much in-depth time every week as, as this is going to become an ongoing thing. I don't want each show to wind up being three hours because we spend an hour on Power Rankings. But uh, to give you some substance here this week, there you go. We planted the seeds. The roots will spread, and it will grow. What will it grow into? Your guess is as good as mine. But, again, I thank you all so much for listening. I thank all of our great sponsors who you heard from in the middle of the show. Um, again, if you'd like to become a sponsor, $5 an episode. I, I had a couple of people message me, how can I sponsor? It's simple. Just tell me how many episodes you want, what company you want me to represent. If you don't have a company to represent and you just want to support us as a human being, we can do that too. So again, uh, thank you guys. The man, the Red Eye and SRL Sports and Recap Show, one of our best, most listened to shows in a long, long time. Um, keep listening. Keep enjoying. 
and let us know how we can make it better for you. Until next week, y'all take care and get out and watch some great racing.